Have you ever received an email and it's rubbed you up the wrong way? Your emotions are running high and you type out a response. You hit send, but immediately you wish that you'd slept on it instead of acting so impulsively. Within car sales, CEO Cameron McIntyre is known as being as cool as a cucumber. He believes that staying composed is a critical trait of leaders. So how does he maintain his composure in the face of stress and a share price that fluctuates daily? And how does he avoid responding impulsively or emotionally to emails that rub him up the wrong way? My name is Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist and the founder of behavioral science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favourite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favourite tip from the interview. In today's extract, I speak with car sales CEO Cam McIntyre about his strategies for how he keeps his cool. I'll reveal my sources after the interview. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do, like, does that ring true to you or do you feel yeah. like you're sometimes flustered on the inside but just remaining composed on the outside? That's absolutely true, right? I mean, um, you, you call it composure, right? And I guess as a leader, I mean, there's just no excuse. You have to stay composed. Even when you might be feeling a little bit irritated, it's super important that you do stay composed because you know, if you don't, it's a poor reflection on leadership and you know, that sort of thing is contagious in an organisation. So composure is mission critical. I guess you know, for me... When I feel a little bit irritated, what are my strategies in terms of dealing with that? If you think about it from that point of view, I guess what I try and do is put things into context. So, yeah, if there's an issue that I'm dealing with, I might put it into context of my own personal health or, you know, I mean, at least I've got my health or at least I've got my family or at least I've got my friends and happiness. And so try and contextualize the issue that you're dealing with. And often, yeah, that, that helps you talk yourself off the ledge. Uh, I, I guess the other thing might be if it's a, a real work-related issue, you know, to come back to that earlier discussion around you know, share price and what have you, uh, maybe I'll put it into the context of this issue is nothing in, in the context of the expectations of the market or the expectations of my employees and, and how they're feeling engaged. So, you know, get over it would be another way I'd, I'd address it and, and ensure I'm remaining composed. I guess if all that fails... There'd be maybe one or two people inside the organisation where you can vent to just making sure that you've got your people around you that you trust or it might be an external person who you trust who understands your business and understands you and what you're, what you're going through. Just having that external perspective uh, as well to, one, help you vent, but also, two, to help you rationalise any decision-making that you've got. So that all works in that context. If, if I'm thinking about an email, so sometimes you get emails that land in your inbox that you want to fire off a, a response to and my strategy around that is is I'll write a response but I'll put it in my drafts and I'll leave it there for 24 hours and then I'll come back and have another look at it the next day and if I still feel the same way about it, then I'll show it to someone else and get a second person's opinion before I send it so that I'm not acting irrationally or, or not acting in a manner that's not composed. So for me, composure is super important. It's like the duck that swims along the water. It may look like you're 
swimming calmly along the top of the, the water, but underneath you, you're paddling pretty hard. And it's making sure that's the impression that I'm, I'm leaving on, on people. Does that make sense? It does. And that's an interesting example with the email. Also probably means that it's a good way of avoiding making news headlines as well. Do you use that approach, I guess, like the sleep on it? test as I sometimes hear it referred to in relation to big decisions that that you make at work? Yeah, all the time. Although, yeah, I like how people say I'm going to sleep on it, but if it's a big enough issue, they're not getting any sleep anyway. So (laughs) uh, it's more like I'll lie in bed and think about it issue. Um, So yes, no, but that's a philosophy that I I tend to try and practice is I try not to get um, caught up Uh, in things because it's so easy to get caught up and just misread things because you see things the way you see things and sometimes you need to step back and you need to think about different contexts you need to think about different angles and that sleep on it factor helps you bring all those different positions into play in order for you to then make a more rational and composed decision or response so I, I, I like that theory too. Are there other ways that you're getting that perspective with some of the bigger decisions that you have to make? The other perspectives are having the right people around you that you trust. And, you know, I'm in a very fortunate position. I've got lots and lots of great people around me. And so, you know, having great counsel is super important inside the organisation is super important. But also having great counsel outside the organisation is super important too. So, you know, having a network of peers yeah, in similar organisations, in similar roles to you that you can bounce things off. And it's amazing that the conversations that you'll have about you know, a particular issue, you think you're unique, you think you're the only one that's had to deal with it and you'll bounce it off three friends and they've all had to deal with it in the past you know, 12 months. And having that network is is really important to me, particularly when you, when you if I get myself into a position where I do need that, that um third-party advice. I'm lucky I've got, you know, I've got a great board too and a, and a, and a fantastic chairman. So I, I think the, the strategy for me is uh, I'll internalise first, figure things out. If I still need external counsel, then I'll either go internally or I'll go externally, just depending on what the issue is and if there's any conflicts and so on that, that sort of sit around it. Hello there, I hope you like that extract from Cam. Now, if you are not a subscriber or follower of How I Work, you might want to hit subscribe or follow so that you get alerted as to whenever new episodes drop. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Imber, who does the audio mix for every episode and makes everything sound awesome. See you next time.